1: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So, if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's gotta be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org. Yo, who's our munchies tonight, yo? It's Cannabis Talk 101. You're gonna learn today. pop, <laughs> in with Blue and Joe Grande. <laughs>
2: <laughs> reefer,
3: marinawana. Hello, welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name is Bull. alongside me is usually Mr. Joe Grande, but today we have the financial Guru. (laughs) Tony Kasai in the building,
1: y'all. We have an amazing show for you. Tony, let us know what's going down, man. You know, what we got going on today, man, thank you for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101. Check out our website, cannabistalk101.com, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis. We have so many great articles and blogs on our website. Please make sure you click the link to see the Cannabis Talk magazine, which is awesome. Feel free to click us or call us anytime at 1 800 420 1980. What is that again? 1 800 420 1980. Go check out our IG pages at Cannabis Talk 101. My boy Blue is number one. Christopher Wright. What's up, y'all? Joe, who's not here today. A brother from Another Mother is at Joe Grande 52. And you're filling it in, man. You know, and you can find me at the insider investor brother you know turn the typical into something special when it comes to infused products the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience visit the website www.loranoyles.com you guys i'm super excited ladies and gentlemen it is an absolute freaking honor to welcome a true icon a visionary to the CT101 platform today besides us now is none other than the Freeway Ricky Ross, a living legend whose life story reads like a gripping novel. He has transcended the boundaries of adversity to become a symbol of resilience, entrepreneurship, and transformation. You guys, coming up from the streets of South Central LA, Freeway Ricky Ross's journey. This is a testament to the power of human potential. He's come from humble beginnings. He's navigated the complexities of life marked by challenges and has emerged as a central figure in the world of drug trade in the 80s. I'm gonna have to hire you, man. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> I got more. I got hey, you more. make me look good. <laughs> yeah, man, you are good. Uh, job, uh, baby. <laughs> now, let me tell you though, the evolution beyond those tumultuous years has um, has made his impact shine beyond the years, right? Now, after his release from prison, free Ricky Ross embraced a path of redemption and empowerment, which I'm excited to hear about. His commitment to education and community development has been nothing short of remarkable. He's a trailblazer in the realms of personal growth and advocacy. He has dedicated himself to dismantling systematic barriers and providing opportunities for individuals to transcend their circumstances. Today, we are gonna deep dive into Freeway Ricky Ross's life journey. Exploring his highs, lows, relationships within the cannabis industry—from a street hustler to motivational speaker and mentor—man, I love that. His story is a beacon of hope that reminds us all that transformation is within reach, no matter where we start. You guys, without further ado, please welcome my man, Mister Freeway, Ricky Rush. <laughs>
2: Man, who was that you was introducing? Yeah. I gotta meet that
1: guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta
2: hello. <laughs> Blue's like,
3: who
4: that?
3: <laughs> wow. So, so freeway, man, tell us. You know, uh, you know, right off the jump, man. Uh, let's go back. You know, before we go into all the good stuff that you know people may or may not know about you, that that I want to dive into. But let's get back into you know
2: grew up in South Central? Yep, yep. What and school did you go to? I went to elementary. I went to Manchester Elementary, okay. Brethart Junior High School. Is that Firestone,
3: the Firestone Boulevard?
2: Uh, Manchester's on Manchester. Manche- oh, yeah, yeah. Manchester right. turns yeah, yeah. into Firestone. I forget, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I grew yeah, up yeah. on Imperial. I, it was, <laughs> uh, I was a little down the way. <laughs> I stay on Imperial right now. Do you? Yeah, no, yeah, that's yeah, the I'm start. on Imperial right now. Uh, Breadhart was called Brick City. Okay. Um, and then I, I transferred to Dorsey in high school because I, I, yeah. I started playing tennis. Oh, no way. Thank you for tennis. You that know. was your sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tennis saved my life. Yeah. Uh, no shit. Had sure. it not been for tennis, uh, I don't know what, what I probably would have became, you know. Uh yeah. Because in 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 elementary, I wanted to be a crip. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Most it, of us did. Yeah. <laughs> 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 they called me blue. That's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you think you're gonna be that? Nah, homes, this is what you're gonna <laughs> and, and, and it's crazy that a couple of my homeboys that I ran with in elementary and junior high school. Sure just getting out of prison yeah you know 45 yeah. years 38 years and 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 not for money crimes you know for,
1: for bullshit real ones yeah yeah real crimes. the ones you
3: can't ever give back yeah exactly yeah
2: exactly yeah yeah unfortunately you know uh did you ever go to college i went to junior college for, well let me say this i played tennis at a junior college i didn't really go to class um yeah yeah he went to the- <laughs> he got a phd
1: in the university of the streets is what <laughs> yeah. he said i went i went there but i didn't go there. Yeah, i didn't go there it's like, go there. like you're listening
3: you're hearing me but you're not listening to
2: me <laughs> That's great. I, was on the, I was on the road sheet, but, uh, yeah. you know, I never made class. What yeah. was it
1: about tennis that made it? I'm really curious, man. Was it well, well, the coach well, or the opportunity or what well, was it? The girls? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: I wish. There were no girls in tennis back then. No, here. they're yeah. not. Girls <laughs> didn't like tennis players. You know, the basketball players and the football players got all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tennis, but, but what, what tennis did for me is it, it <laughs> gave me hope, yeah. you know, uh, after... I was a real little guy, and and none of the coaches talked to me about basketball or football, and and I didn't know what what I was going to do in school. I couldn't read, I couldn't write, so I I know my academics wasn't going to be it, and and I was always looking at sports. So when I I found tennis, I was like, oh, wow, this is the sport that a little guy can really enjoy. Succeed in. So uh, I I fell in love with it around... Tony's a little guy, too.
1: I also, funny enough, tennis was my sport. <laughs> you yeah, I wow. was like, yeah, we really? got to go hit some balls with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. We, we got to go hit some we balls. We're always one day. teasing. We're not him. little. We're not, we're vertically challenged.
3: Because little is a different level. You so. know, blue can yeah. relate to little. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, I'm like just a little bit taller than you guys. <laughs> I'm about the same size as you guys. So I'm talking.
2: I only needed two more inches. I would have been good. Listen, yeah. two inches. <laughs> People don't understand, man.
1: I'll send you a link. Amazon's got this amazing lift shoes that we've talked about. Oh yeah, oh, man. Oh, every amazing. every two inches matter,
3: brother. <laughs> so so listen. So so you you, you were there. You were playing uh, playing ball. Saved your life, right? And then you know, and yeah, it
2: took me out of the streets. Yeah, I mean, definitely.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh You you know when I I was in uh, federal prison, MCC. Uh, Fighting my my life sentence, and uh, I remember when they were executing Tookie Williams. Yeah, Wow. I remember and, that too. It was huge. It was
3: all over television, everything. everywhere, everywhere. Streets and, were going
2: crazy. And and I didn't know Tookie, but I saw him a couple times. You know, passing at, at the park. You know, where, where oh oh right in the
3: in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, yeah. I would
2: see him, and and had they allowed me to hang out with him, and my mom would have allowed it, sure. you know, I would I'd have been right there with him. So uh, when when they killed him um I, I i thought back of how lucky i was To not be there not yep. to be there you yep. know? yeah because y- you know if you're running with somebody you don't know which incident it, it is what it is when it happens
3: yeah there's no there's no like oh well we, no it's going down it's going down yeah you're, you're part of it <laughs> yeah you're now in the mix
2: exactly <laughs> yeah. exactly so yeah. so you understand what i'm saying so oh, yeah so when i look back at my life i was just thankful that uh you know that that uh. Richard Williams introduced me to tennis. Yeah. What
1: time period of your life was it? How old were you that you got sentenced? And how long was that sentence by the time you got out?
2: Uh, I got my life sentence at 36. No shit. So, so
1: before we
3: go too into deep of that, you know, <clears throat> I want to keep going into a little bit of, of of who you are, because I, you know, I, I like that. Like, you know, people see you, you know, in, in certain lights. Right. And I think it's important that they know, you know, who you were growing up. And then, you know, I don't think anybody would have claimed that. Oh, he plays tennis. (laughs) When I hear your story, I'm not like, oh yeah, Ricky Ross is playing tennis. No, I I never thought that at all. think... everybody
2: in the neighborhood teased me.
3: Yeah, I bet. Well, but I would also think that it would be, you know, on some like, okay, he must have been one of the main shot callers in the hood to have that kind of access. But I know a lot more than 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 other people. But, but what's on what's on Netflix? What's on television? What do you watch at home right now? What kind of what kind of
2: I don't really watch the last last series I watched was um, the Defiant One, Doctor Dre, yeah. and uh, yeah, um, that was great. And Jimmy Iovine, yeah, I, I loved it. One. I loved it. You know, I, I just got a a distribution deal from Universal, so I wanted to find out what the, the great ones did. You know, uh, one of the things I found out about my my success, you know, I don't know if we're ready for that. Go for it. Not, yeah, go for it. Sure. We're ready for what uh, you got. I, I've always had an ability to hang out with the good guys you yeah. know the guys that are winning at, at those particular things you know and what I found out is that when you study the great ones you know you may not be as great as them but you start to learn like them yeah <laughs> you start to mimic them yeah you look like them yeah you know and sometimes you you get the points that they get so uh um I had to watch that documentary you know? sure you know just, yeah it was a great
3: documentary I mean I, I was at Row in the 90s so and a lot of people don't know that about me but I was one of the first Latin artists there and uh, spent a lot of time with all of them guys. And, and um, you know, when I got to watch that video, also the uh, Straight out of Compton video, uh, yeah. I think it was Straight Outta Compton uh, uh, with all them, it, it, a lot of it was really happening. You know, it was a real good indication of what was happening out there. Um, And uh, I was fortunate enough to actually see it. So it really kind of brought me so close to seeing all that again. I was like, damn, you know, it's beautiful. So with with what you're doing right now, um, you know, I I know that you have a lot, you know, going on. We talked off off air, but I want to go into, you know, where it all happened. So, you know, tell us is Ricky Ross your real name? That's my real name. Right. And um, with that being said, you know, uh, you know, how did how did it become? Uh, you know, the drugs, the drugs get involved? Like how did everything well, in your well, life? Because
2: well, after, after high school, you know, um, I, I was kind of bummed out, you know, um, it was discovered that I couldn't read or write and, sure. and I wouldn't be going to a major university like my friends were yeah. going, you know, uh, my my best friend in high school went to uh, UC Santa Barbara and he played one and two at UC Santa Barbara. Uh, the guy that I traded off and on with at, at, in high school at Dorsey, uh, Troy Collins, he wound up going to San Diego State and playing number one. And um, another one of the guys played at Fullerton. And, and and here I was like, you ain't going to college, kid. Mm.
1: You know, you can't Tough. read or write. You know? Tough. So, And it you know, wasn't because you were a bad person. You literally could not read or write. So it was right. a disability nobody that had wasn't ever, recognized.
2: Nobody had ever showed me the techniques yeah. of reading and writing. They never... Sure. I don't know I you know when I, I sit in prison and I wrestled with this inability to read you know nights and nights and days and days and
3: is it because you couldn't read or because you were you were dyslexic and you know because i i I don't read or write very well at all it's my it's kind of like my you know to this day uh it's it's my kryptonite you know what I mean it doesn't yeah. do me any yeah. good like I start looking at it and, and it's just like it started I could read it and then you know, I, I can memorize, you know, songs, I could write songs, I could create <laughs> stuff, you know, um, but, and I, I know how to spell, not that great, but, you know, I, I kind of have a lot of those same challenges. Are you,
2: how are you doing now with it? Oh, when, when I left prison, I was reading on the college level. Good. Uh, uh, so it was not a
1: disability. It was just, you didn't have access uh, to it and nobody like had a, instilled a, it in you. I,
2: I think that uh, nobody taught me the technique of reading wow. because reading and, and, and the way we talk are not the same. You're right. You know, you have to learn how to sound them. I still don't know the technique. Dude. I'm <laughs> like, can you share this with me afterwards? <laughs> you know, you have to learn how to sound the words out, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and uh, when I first started writing, I had to get a dictionary and I had to look up every word in a dictionary. And and, and after a while, I was able to remember how to spell those words. So it, it really, really boiled down to the consistent, you know, reading,
1: reading, reading. So you reading. learned how to read and write in prison? I did, well, I not, did. Yeah.
2: Possibly, Were on. you in co- a school there? I went to class as well, yeah, I did go to school. What um, kind of classes were you taking? GED, they, they, yeah. they make you take the basic GED, but uh, what I did is is I took it even further. Once I learned how to read and and, and I saw that, that I could comprehend law books, Sure. you know, I found an issue that eventually got myself out of prison, even though my lawyer, he takes the credit for that. No way. Yeah, you called him like, yo, dude, I just figured this shit out, like... And he was like, oh, no, you're not going to win that. That's yeah. not your issue. He's worried you want a refund right
1: now, right? <laughs> like, give me a rebate, I, bro. I got I myself wish. out. Yeah.
2: You know, they don't get them retainers back. No, they no, don't. Once you get that retainer to them, that's theirs. You know, yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. no, I use that. Uh, but, yeah, uh, my celly made me some cue cards, you know, and, and taught me how to sound the words out. And, and you know, next thing I know, I was reading the newspaper. Who was your celly? A guy named George Lewis. George Lewis. What's oh, he right. doing now? I haven't saw George in a while. Um, He's still locked up? No, 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 no. He, he got out before I did. Did, oh, they, yes. did
3: they have you in the feds or they had you in feds, state? Feds. Feds. Where were you uh, locked up most of the time?
2: I did I did six years in MC San Diego fighting a case. Then I went to uh, USP Park. I went to Victorville. Um, FCI Victorville. I went to FCI Phoenix. And I eventually got out at... Uh, FCI Texarkana
1: uh, seven uh, facilities if I could count. Yeah, right they gave there. me. They gave me. The, the yeah, they, you got around. a little tour, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know, sometimes it's good to break up your time, you know, yeah. to see a different group uh, of people. D- group of people, learn different more. facility, different food, and, you know, and you how many some, how, Do you
3: meet some good people in the feds? I met some great
2: people. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, I always
3: hear good things about like, you know, people that were locked with the feds versus the state, you know, they're always like coming out like, dude, I I learned so much, got educated. I was in there with you know some of the biggest crimes of the you know criminals of the world. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. and they're very intelligent people, right? To get to the feds. Oh my goodness.
2: Um, a matter of fact, one of the guys who who turned me on to one of my favorite books, Gordon Hall from uh, Arizona, he was in there because he said that he shouldn't have to pay taxes, right? And he had the biggest house in Arizona. They like, oh yeah, you gonna pay taxes, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or are you gonna be back in here again, right? Uh, what you what you was that favorite book? Um, the Richest Man in Babylon. All right. You know, All right. Yeah, one absolutely. Of one of the books that uh, yeah. I. Uh, I took a lot of principles out of that book and made them mine. Yep. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, but you. I, yeah, I studied hard. I re- I read over 300 books before I left. Yeah. Yeah, I read the newspaper every day. Um, I used to subscribe to LA Times, and and while I was reading LA Times, there was an article that came out and said, if you read the LA Times every day for two years, you have a master's degree. So. I probably had like three master's degrees.
1: Before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was on the cover of Elliot so. <laughs> <laughs> How many years total was that of the lockup? I did 20 years, two, two, two. different bits. Oh, no, no. Yeah, two different.
2: I, I, I got the first bit and, and uh, they, they was trying to wash me up on that one, but I got to put Yeah. Top of the planning the uh, So they got indicted, so they had to cut me a break here, but as soon as I got out, uh, within six months, you oh, think that a, was retribution. First
3: time Well, wait, wait, wait. Let me let me yeah, say this. I yes. got Actually, a lot of I got, questions though. So here here we go. So so when we come back, yeah. I want to ask you. Where we going? On a break. <laughs> 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 we're gonna go pay some bills. <laughs> <He's> I <like>, know oh, <laughs> oh, we're quick. gonna pay some bills. <laughs> 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 right, you right. know, I wanna I wanna you know get into you know how how it all started. You know, how did you become the world famous that you are? Uh, It's Cannabis Talk 101. Follow Cannabis Talk
1: 101 on all social media at Cannabis Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly
4: newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com.
5: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry.
1: Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Y'all know CaliFX is full and broad spectrum hemp extracted products, contain CBD, CBG, and some 1,300 other elements and are naturally derived substances from the hemp and plant. Check out the tinctures, waters, topicals, and vape collections. Go feel good. Go feel the effects with CaliFX. That's califx.com. We're right back here with my man Ray Ricky Rose. Yeah, Lou. How do how do we
3: leave things? So so really, I mean, you know, let let's go into the guy that's never think about like someone's never ever heard anything about you because I mean, like I said, I can jump. I don't want to jump, you know, into the things that I know. You know, I, and I don't know that I need to know them that well. I know they're street legends. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know the street legend version. You know what I mean? So you know, I, I mean. Um, but, you know, give us your story uh, from, from, like, how you got involved into the cocaine trade and, and, and
2: you know. Well, as, as we already talked about, you know, after after high school, I wasn't going to college. Uh, I started going to L.A. Trade Tech, you know, basically just playing on the tennis team. Sure. On matches and whatnot. And while I was doing that, <clears throat> a couple of my homeboys, now I'm really back into the hood now. Yeah. You know, when I was in high school, I, I, I literally only came to the hood to sleep. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I leave tennis practice, I get to the house, I'm so tired. Eat some tired, dinner, well, go to now, bed. I go to bed. Yeah. But now, um, I'm back in the hood. Yeah. You know, I'm hanging out, I'm seeing guys carrying guns, I'm seeing guys smoke weed and cigarettes. Shuffle on the block, yeah. They drink an eight ball. Yeah, You <laughs> remember that one. No orange riding. juice, orange juice and a ball. <laughs> so one day, um, my guys was like, man, come on, let's go to the street races. And on Avalon? in compton no it was on century and uh in vermont okay at the old church's chicken yeah i know exactly where that's at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so so we go to the street races and uh we riding our bikes up here we, mm-hmm. rode, we rode bikes to the street races right so i see all these pretty cars and i'm like what the hell where's this shit coming from i gotta have me one yeah. of those yeah
3: tennis and, didn't pay for that. And, yeah.
2: that and then they had the pretty girls in there with them yeah. I said, yeah. I want both of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have both of those. Yeah. So I started going around asking all the guys, man, how do y'all get y'all cars like this? Yeah. And uh, a guy by the name of Dirty Benny was like, come by my house tomorrow. Oh, wow. And I, I, I wrote, Shout out to Dirty Benny, huh? I <laughs> my bike over to his house. Yeah. And he said, oh, tomorrow? Uh, no, he said, tonight we're going to work. Uh, come on, go with us. So I started off driving stolen cars for him. He gave me $50 a night. Yeah. And, um, it started from there. Benny wound up going to prison. Uh, I took over his business. You took it over, took so it like, over. It's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Benny a, I was 18 with my own chop shop. I got my own chop shop Ooh. where I was chopping up cars. And, and basically what I did is I took his method to get back to the neighborhood, to all the guys that was younger than me, I started paying them fifty dollars a drive for me and teach them how to steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you had the the
3: uh, the old uh, uh, the screwdriver, and then the <laughs> snatch bar, snatch bar baby, the snatch um, bar wiz. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 old the the, the
2: dent puller. <laughs> so you know, dealing with the stolen cars. Then I was introduced to cocaine by uh, a guy by the name of Michael McLaurin. Okay. Um, Michael McLaurin. Yeah, he used to paint cars. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I don't know that name. He but was I... one of the top painters. Yeah. Okay. There was Big D. Um, who else was it? It was, it was like three of them that was that was like top painters of cars. Yeah. And, um, me and him, it got really tight because I wanted to paint my car. I didn't have no money, but I wanted my car Yeah, painting. he got to get it done. <laughs> he said, let me show you how to get some money. <laughs> That's a good one. So he introduced me. He gave me my first $50 rock. Um, told me to go, go see what I could do with it. Was crack already big then? No, it wasn't. It wasn't anybody. Nobody talked about crack. Yeah. Um, most of the people then were snorting it. Yeah. You know, including cocaine, him. Yeah. yeah. Including him. Uh, but he gave me $50 worth and I, I ran into uh, Martin the Pimp. You know, I, I asked all the other homies, all of the other OGs. Nobody knew what cocaine was. Didn't know what it looked like. And finally, Martin cooked it up. So yeah. Martin was the first time I ever seen anybody actually cook up yep. some cocaine, Rock and, it up, and I thought it was rocket science. I was like, damn, damn. this guy is super smart. <laughs> That's cool. yeah <laughs> this shit's really real. Yeah. And he beat me out to 50. Wow, he beat you out to 50, out right out there. Right on the, right on the oh, bat. I lose my first day uh, in the game. Yeah, <laughs>
3: <man>. <laughs> she just said, hey, check this out. Little homie. Go Run over there
2: and check this, and boop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Where'd this
2: fucking go? How'd he get you out of it, man? Well, he had to test it. Once he rocked it up, he had to test it. Yeah. And and you're talking about this thing was only the size of a match here. Yeah, that's uh, my, yeah. Well, it. Yeah, there's not fifty dollars worth. He tested the, the whole
1: thing, huh? <laughs> so he tested a little
2: piece, and then he was like, "Man, I'm not sure. You, you gonna sell that? Yeah. Look, I'm just gonna give you fifty dollars for it later. Yeah. Do yeah. yeah. it on the pipe, man. Yeah. Boom. That's it, it. But but what happened? <laughs> you learned not to <laughs> kill. It like that. No taste no, test. Called me, he called me back. <laughs> yeah. But not with the fifty bucks, but he had somebody who wanted to buy a hundred dollars worth. Yeah. Beat uh, you again. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I, just, uh, I didn't have nothing. Yeah. So yeah. I called I called Mike and and I, I literally became the middleman. Yeah. When yeah. when they would call me, I would call Mike. Mike would bring it down, give it to him. Uh, but I'm not getting any money out of this. Right, you're catching up your fifty still. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually um, we did that. I, I'd call a GTA case too. I got caught. The cops raided my shop. I had wow. seven cars chopped in half and tops. How old off. are you
3: this at uh, this time?
2: I'm 19.
1: Wow, we're still like in the early 80s at this point. We're, uh, 70s. Oh wow. shit, late this 70s. Then. 70s. Wow. Yeah, I started Five.
2: tinkering with it right in, okay. right before the
1: 80s. Okay, yeah. So uh,
2: <clears throat> cops raided my shop, so I can't steal cars anymore. Mike ain't letting me make no money off the cocaine, so I'm just really just like like helping Mike. So my man, Ali, who had went to jail for burglary, get out and uh, he was like, man, what you doing? I was like, man, I'm selling uh, cocaine for Mike, but I ain't making no money. I need $350 to get started. Because at that time, eight, eight. Well, we used to call it eight balls, we're selling for $350. So he was like, look. You start to the
3: call. They car. still call me boss,
2: <laughs>
1: but they're not three fifty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Probably much cheaper yeah, now. Well, they're almost free now.
1: But I, I, don't think I I've heard allegedly. allegedly. I don't do they know. they say
2: like we will give you some cocaine <laughs> for free? Yeah, they
3: just come over like, oh, you need anything? I'm like, I'm good. Or yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> depending
2: <laughs> on how I'm feeling, you know that.
1: Let me taste it. Yeah. <laughs> so I go and start the car up.
2: We, we 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 find a deuce in a quarter at Bret Junior High School, our old high school. We strip it, and the rest was history. We never broke again. Yeah. Yep. You started building That's it. how the empire
1: started. That's how it started with that, uh, with a deuce and a quarter. Um, Just built it up. And was it a rocket ship? Was it over time, gradual? I mean, for you to become a legend, there's so many kids that come up in the game, and they're a dime a dozen. But for you to make a name like that, was there a trajectory? It, it took, was there a it person? It
2: took some time. It didn't happen overnight. I, I didn't really know the game. You know, I had to learn uh, how to sell cocaine. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was a process. And but you took it
3: serious, clearly,
2: very seriously. I mean, yeah. I felt that, um, you know, L.A. Times said that I thought that it was God's gift to me. Yeah, I thought that was what a guy was like, oh, I'm blessing you with this. Yeah. Was, that,
1: was there a turning point like you know, that? Did you ever Johnny it?
2: Did you
3: ever do it? Yeah. Did you ever have addiction through I, that? Process? I did it for about two weeks. Yeah, I did it for about two and weeks and said, this is too good. I got to get away from it.
2: Well, you know, we, we started with an ounce. Men, we, we had an ounce of cocaine we, we thought we was rich. This is when an ounce you probably could make at that time off of an 1,200
3: ounce.
1: bucks, 1,400
3: bucks, more than that. Nah, he's 9, chopping 000. it up way more 9, than 000, that. 9,000. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 9,000. <000. laughs> 9, wow. I have a feeling at 350 in so, 8 ball. that shit was so pure. So now you got so a guy, you
2: got a guy who, who, you know, a couple months ago, weeks ago, didn't have gas money. The yeah. gas was a quarter gallon. Sure. Yeah. Now he got it. nine racks huh quick yeah <laughs> and back then nine racks went a long way Ooh yeah I mean, you know. and and, and our, our favorite restaurant at that time was taco pete's right Shh. taco pete you can get a
1: burrito <laughs> for 50 cents you're taking everybody out you're everybody. They're like man what's
3: up with ricky
1: you're leaving 50
3: cents for that tip <laughs> ricky yeah, yeah, was there
1: was there a pivotal moment you know in that movie with uh with johnny depp blow he meets the dude in prison that became his connect was there a a main connect to put you on the map, or was it just kind of grinding out and doing I, it day after I, day?
2: I found out that I, I learned how to build connects. Wow, ah, that was your superpower. Yeah, you could build. I, I mean, you, you, you could take a person who's just a mediocre <coughs> guy, but knows the people. And if you keep running that money to him, pretty soon he becomes the man. Yeah, and uh, you started
1: knowing how to build people. Yeah, I learned how to build them. And you're doing that today in your businesses, huh? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Everything that I do, uh uh I I try to build people up, you know, make them bigger because the more big people you have around you, then the bigger you are. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So so you started to when did it start to get to like, you know, from the ounce level, you know, now it goes up to the quarter pound. It goes the, fast, you know, yeah, like yeah.
2: kilos, you know, didn't what I found out is is it was hard to get to an ounce. But once you get there, it was easy to go. It's to like, it's the like the your next, first million. The yep. next ounce is easy yep. to get. Yeah. You know? And I went from one ounce to, to five ounces to ten ounces. And then now I want to get to a pound. Yeah. You know, that pound was hard to get to. Yeah. But then once I hit the pound, then it was 30 pounds. And then uh I finally, finally somebody Tipped me off about kilos. Hey man, they've been beating you out of four ounces every every time you buy two pounds, you lose four ounces. You didn't right. know
3: what a kilo was. You I were didn't just know like what speed. a kilo was. <laughs> get two pounds. Let me, give yeah. me my sixteen ounces. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
2: So uh, and it was like, oh no, they've been beating you out of them four them four ounces. Yeah. And I was like, they've been beating me out of four ounces. Yeah. You talking about two thousand dollars a piece? Yeah. So uh, um, when I turned that around, I started making a lot of yep. more money. Yeah, <clears throat> and then I got to the point to where I would buy connections. You know, I would go to the guy and be like, "Man, you really don't want to be in this business. Let me give you sixty thousand dollars to walk away." And guys would take it.
1: Really? Yeah. yeah. You're but you're buying the source of the clientele. The source. Ah, so you're wow. consolidating sources. I already, so had you had the, more I already had
2: the clientele. Oh, what what um, what I did with the clientele is, I had these step up houses where if you only had $50, you would go to this house. But if you started to buy, like guys would come there with $1,000 buying $50 rocks. Right. And so that guy, my guys in the house would- Tip them to the next take house. Take them to the next house and be like, okay, you you
1: You you just stepped up your game. You just stepped up <laughs> your game. You, you yeah.
2: moved up to the big league. Yeah. And they would do that until the guys would even get big enough to come and meet me.
3: Sure. That's the step up, you know, that I ascension have, model. I would
2: have ounce houses, half ounce oh, yeah. houses eight houses quarter pound houses so this this system would allow people to step up elevate you
3: know step up basically Uh, basically what
2: i what i tried to do was the things that i know would have benefited me when i was coming up that i wanted then i gave that type of access to to
1: you motivated bad behavior (laughs) (laughs) not a bad thing (laughs) i mean it's a business model you know, in the seminar system or personal development, we call it the ascension model. Well, you they know, that, but, that's what happens,
2: 000, but that's what happens yeah. when when you leave people behind. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. You got you got to make room for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, said. they're going to they
2: gonna find a way to, to catch up. Yeah. Whatever
3: that looks like. Yeah. So so you got them stepping up and then in, in the houses and then so they would finally meet you and then you would start to move keys to them. Correct. Right. And then and then how many of those folks did you have on the block? Give us a scale of how big that was. Oh,
2: no, it was it was big, man. Uh I don't know, 50, 60 people. Yeah. You know, blind. we have people coming from all over the, the country. Yeah, because yeah. they come to L.A. to get L.A. was the spot. Yeah, know? yeah. They
3: come to L.A. to get what they want to take back to wherever they were
1: going. Chicago.
2: Yeah, the Midwest. Texas. Yeah. From you know, a business you, standpoint,
1: I'm really curious. When you said you were purchasing the sources, so did you not have enough volume coming up from your main source where you had to. Acquire somebody else's source, or you were trying to get him out of the business. Well, you
2: never get enough,
1: it, really. Yeah. So the, yeah. back then, like you could not you handle enough. You volume. couldn't get enough cocaine. No
2: shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a, getting the cocaine was a problem. And this is pre nine yeah.
1: eleven, so you could literally come in, in, you know, in suitcases from everywhere, and you still could not get enough.
2: You could, but they, you know they they were they were on cocaine harder. They were on it harder then than they are now. No shit. I mean, the, the law enforcement has has actually let up. Yeah, you know, back then you go to jail for cocaine. You ain't getting a bill.
3: No, yeah, you're done. Yeah, yeah now now you can get busted with an ounce and give you a ticket. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like that, right? You busted with 50 kilos, they gave you a bail. Yeah, yeah,
3: before they were taking you to... <laughs> oh no, so you're not getting a bail, buddy. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you just hit 25 alive. life. Yeah, you're gonna get 20 <laughs> years,
2: you might as well start doing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You I might well the hide. judge would be like, yo, you, you, why you want bail? <laughs> yeah, you're not going anywhere. You're not going nowhere. Uh,
3: I was explaining that to somebody, I said, listen, you know, a lot of people don't realize that when, when I was very young, I think the maximum life sentence was like six or ten years. You know what I mean? When, 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 for drug for, offenses, for murder. No yeah. shit. You know, I mean, my my well, my family they caught some cases like that. You know, and and uh, they were doing like eight years on a fucking murder charge. You know what I mean? And then and then it started stepping up though, and all of a sudden it started getting
1: super well, strict. Incarceration became a business, so now it's like exactly. More years it, it, is. It, yeah. became, it, it became it became a a public company. Yeah. Yes. They're publicly traded prisons right now. And the
2: only people could trade in it was judges and there prosecutors yeah. and police officers. Yeah. So, yeah. so they wanted it's to a business model. a lot of time.
3: Well, if I'm not mistaken, though, back in that day, were there
2: police officers involved? With with, with I, I never had, you know, a lot of people think because, you know, I, I actually testified on some cops. Yeah. And people think that they were on my payroll or something like that. There, They weren't on my payroll. No. No. Yeah. These were cops who... The city had put together in order to bring me down and uh, they got frustrated and they started planning drugs. The worst
1: kind of crooked cops. Like you weren't yes, even paying them off. They, they were just being assholes. They couldn't get me. They couldn't
2: get you. So they started to try to get you. They, they couldn't get a guy without a high school diploma who would never read a book and yeah. didn't read the newspaper. You know. was making
1: more money than they were in one they, day.
2: They weren't patient enough yep. to say, you know, why we keep raiding the houses in there, no dope in the houses. Cause you yeah. were one step ahead of them. I was keeping the dope in cars. Yeah. You know, I I I had learned from stealing cars had taught me about yeah. the yeah. car business. Yeah. So I understood that if you put the dope in the trunk of a car, you could park the car on the street and nobody would mess with it more than yeah. interesting. I mean, you know, every now and then. You yeah. know, it's
3: funny you say that, dude, I just got the chills, man. So, so when I was, I used to sell a whole lot of, of, of weed, like a lot, lot, you know, and, and, um. I used to, to have in my trunks outside of the cars, I would put the weed out there thinking that, in or cash out in there. Yeah, and I keep absolutely. a little in the house, you know what I'm saying? To where if someone came in or whatever, they can get something on me. Like, okay, here's 10, 20 racks. Thank you, you, you know, go away. But um, you know, the majority of it was in vehicles outside. And I and I had alarms on all those vehicles, so if the thing went off, I'd be in my house, and I in the, you know
2: you, you could take
3: them. But I was all yeah, but I and I would be in the perfect. We spot had those to
2: alarms t- too, and then, yeah. then back <laughs> in the they just had alarms. Remember that you could lock your brakes. Yeah, you push the, the whole car, push the go. thing yeah. in, and, yeah. and the brakes would lock, and so you wasn't still in that car. Yeah, it wasn't going anywhere. No, it wasn't yeah. going anywhere. You were gonna need tow truck. Yeah, I
3: had the little the the, the what's it called? Uh, I almost remember what it was. Yeah, The one that did the steering wheel and then the one that did the life lock, yeah, or something no, like right, was, not life lock, but you know, what was it yeah, called? Oh, yeah, I the gonna drive whatever gonna that. I know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah,
1: yeah, you yeah. clearly, yeah. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> it didn't work with because every car I put it on got stolen. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the cops, well, there was be, a way to do it. The cops be raid
2: my house, and, and the dope is sitting like three houses down. Yeah, yeah, and they never even go nowhere near the car. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that that's amazing. You know, I, I I and they couldn't figure it out. You yeah. Know? But they they were so impatient. You know, that they they didn't want to do their investigation. They were lazy. Yeah. You know, couldn't say you know what we're gonna have to watch these guys three or four days in a row. You know, I mean it would only took that because really with me it wouldn't we wouldn't even take that because I was selling dope every day. But what we did is we changed our hours. We knew during the middle of the days, you know, the cops would be wide awake and and active. So what we used to do is we would wait to four in the morning. And that's when we'd be doing our dope deals. So when you really did get
3: busted, right? I mean, well, let's talk about this. How many times did you get busted before you got really
2: busted? Just once? Well, I I, I had I had drugs planted on me before. Right. And I went to jail uh for about forty days for that. How, I, how I much drugs up, were on? You? They planted two kilos. Oh, that's that's a lot. And back then it wasn't nice, nice little bit. But that that wasn't all <laughs> that they did because what they were doing was telling the judge in the courts. Other times they saw me with bags and right. estimated kilos, and I did kilos, this many kilos a day, and and so all that was accumulating. The kilos was just kind of like evidence to say, okay, we'll see, he really has kilos. Uh, but most of the stuff that they were saying was, was was pure BS.
3: Right, they were just making their own story they up. Making own they making they knew who you were. Somebody probably informed them or something, but they didn't have anything on you because you were smarter than that. Because why would you touch it if you have the everybody else oh, working for you? And like, that's
2: what the judge told him too. Did he? He told him exactly that. He was like, "This this particular night that, that they get me, I, I couldn't get any drugs. You know, yeah. like I wanted <laughs> drugs bad, but I couldn't get them. You know, wow. I was fainting But the man was like, oh, you it ain't had a here. Higher power it there, ain't man. here.' Yeah. So. We go play basketball. We finish playing basketball. And, and all the fellas, they ain't making no money today either. So everybody's at at, Chilling. at my place. My, my I, I got this tire shop where I sell custom tires and wheels and radios and yeah. all that stuff. So I'm passing by, and I got big glass windows, and you can see all the guys kneel down. I say, oh, they're in there shooting dice. Yeah. So, so we pull up, go in, you know, see what they're doing. I, I ain't holler at the guys today. And uh, so when I get ready to leave, everybody leave the crap game and walk me to the car. So the cops are watching this night. Right. So they follow me. And um, I look up and I see a car coming with no lights on. And I tell my boy, I was nope. like, man, this, yeah. Uh, yeah. this car is coming behind us with no right. lights. Yeah. So he pulled his 44 Magnum out. He's like, man, I'm gonna give it to him. Right. And uh, when they put on the side of us, we saw it was the police, the sheriffs. And uh, he was like, oh shit, that's Tomar. Tomar was one who had just detective. got him yeah. a detective. Wow. So we got a high speed chase going. We, we high speed chasing it uh, uh, through uh, Van Ness Boulevard. Just because you have the pistol, really at that point no 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 we ain't worried about no pistol we gonna yeah. be a pistol yeah yeah <laughs> they're gonna plant drugs on we already know what they gonna you already do. know, the, yeah, game. You know yeah. the game yeah they already done planted drugs on like four or five of my boys right so so we know they're oh they're gonna plant drugs on you you going to jail tonight the rampart scandal i love
1: and how and you all can all tell the story smiling like you're smiling ear to ear like this has not left you with this like stain or this oh, no, bitterness was, right it was, like
2: it was it was a uh, and it was it was an adventure yeah yeah you know uh, i look at it as your story it's man. part of the game yeah, yeah you know when you play the game you know this all this comes with the game yeah you, you know, know what you're doing you're and, and, and and i really got lucky you know if these guys wouldn't have done what they did i probably when the feds came in i probably would have got caught with
1: it. way more
2: five six hundred kilos yeah. a week yeah wow you know, so it's all got meant that to big. be yeah well i was already doing 30 50 Oh, no, no. I no was he's doing way more than that, 200 bro. kilos a yeah, day sometimes.
1: A day. <laughs> yeah. A day sometimes.
2: So were you working with cartels? Were you working with, I mean, direct... I was working with the Nicaraguan connections. Okay. He bought nice. them all. I mean, the you concerts, literally yeah. bought up all this. Yeah. To get countries. that much volume. So how, at how were you, were you flying they, it in? They That's... were, they were part of the, the CIA. Yeah. The country was that. working with the CIA to fight a war over yep.
1: Nicaragua and they were bringing drugs into America. And that's why you were saying back then it was a lot more lenient because they were looking the other way, right? No, it Just wasn't lenient.
2: It wasn't lenient. Well, they were harder, but they were allowing the drugs to come in.
1: Right. they were that's letting. It get
2: They're in. more lenient right now. Right now, you know, I see guys that get caught with hundred kilos and get a bail. You know, they never would have gave us a bail. Yeah. When, when I got the two kilos they planned on me, I didn't get a bail. My bail when I finally got a bail was a million bucks, eight twenty-five. You know, 825 mean that everything that you it's put good. up for bail has to go in front of the judge and has to be verified and tax Who papers. Did you get bailed out or? No, no. I wound up beating the case. Yeah. Oh, you did. And, yeah, the, and how'd the, you beat the case? The cops were so dumb. They were so dumb. <laughs> it, 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 it. I turned myself in. Yeah. Right? Because my mom, she, she's like, boy, I'm all over the news. Armed and dangerous. They say I shot at a cop. Oh, wow. Yeah. They Just I making I shot up cop. shit.
1: Well, what happened?
2: I jumped out the car. The car was was going. I'm I'm speeding down the street, right? Yeah. I jam on the brakes. Before the car could come to a stop, I jump out the car and run and need the car. The car keep rolling. They chased the car. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say the cops were dumb. They weren't that dumb. They was dumb though. So the cops start shooting at me. Oh wow. So Shut they shoot the up all of people houses.
3: Oh no way.
2: Yeah, they n'ot shot up in people houses. So they
3: now gotta, they gotta
1: blame you. They gotta justify them, Yeah. yeah. So he yep. was
3: shooting at us, we had to shoot back. Oh, my God. But you had no gunpowder on your hands? None.
2: No gun. Wow. My boy had a gun, yeah. but he never shot. You know, right. I, I never would have let him shoot. Yeah. And he yeah. wouldn't have shot without me. Okaying. Shoot at him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so.
3: Was he running with you or did he go the opposite way? No, he,
2: he, he stopped the car. Oh, he stopped the he car. He said the car's running. <laughs> yeah, I had to stop the car, <laughs> He yeah. stopped the car. Yeah. So, um. On the news that night, I'm all on the news. Oh, Ricky Ross, Armand Daniel shot at cops. Because da, 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 da. they mom. knew who you were. Yeah, yeah. They, knew, they already knew who I was. Picture of you up and everything. So moms called me. Oh, you got to turn yourself in. They're going to kill you. I don't want to see you dead. I'd rather see you in jail than dead. And I'm oh, mom, I don't want to turn myself in. Is this in where me. the
1: freeway moniker comes from, or the avatar? Like, where did that... No, I'd already been freeway before that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Because you always ran on the freeway, or are you running
2: from the cops? Or how would that come from? It came from when uh when I used to steal cars. All right. Yeah, freeway right. right here. I there know we know go. I used to steal cars <laughs> on the side of the freeway. Right. After after uh after no, that was before. Before my shop, before I had to shop, I would strip cars right. Well, my mom stayed like on a dead end. You know, the freeway's sitting well, right freeway next to the house. So you don't really have much traffic coming through the street. And so, you know, we take a front end off or take a, motor Pull car a right, right there. there. Yeah, yeah, right there on the spot. You know, yeah. unboat it. Yeah. And you know, when you're unboating and nobody can really tell what's going on. Once all the boats off, you just snatch the front end off and that's it. I don't know what's going on. And drive it down the street. <laughs> yeah, leave it. Yeah. So that's how they, they started calling us freeway boys, the, the guys at the street races. Jake Clayton, who yeah. uh, was a big time lowrider. But yeah, um, so so the cops had never they still had never saw me. Right. So I turned myself in. Um now they sent me to the county jail, no bail. The cops come to the county jail to see me. The so, ones that
3: just, the detectives that just shot at you? Yeah, they come to see me. Wow. Right?
2: Threaten you or what? Took me no. in a back room, oh, off boy. the record, right? And, and interrogated me. Yeah. So when they got ready to leave, it was like, you better not say nothing to your lawyer. And they talked about my lawyer. Oh, your lawyer's a cokehead, head and uh, he can't get you off. They business. put hands on
1: you or just strong interrogation? They just roughed me up a little bit, yeah. you know, yeah. nothing, nothing. Threatened nothing, you, push you nothing around. Nothing real shape. physical.
2: Got it. Yeah. But these fools recorded the whole thing. Oh, wow. They recorded the whole
1: thing. That's how you beat the case? Yeah. Part, so part so of. we go
2: to court. The next time I go to court, I didn't tell my lawyer. Yeah. Until we sit in the courtroom. So we sit in the courtroom. I was like, yeah, man, you know, them fools came down there and see me like two weeks ago. He's like, huh? Yeah. He, he's like, He said, your honor. Yeah. <laughs> And, and one of them was on the witness stand testifying. He said, Your no, uh, I just found out that they came and see my client. How'd they catch I wasn't notified. And I wasn't notified. They caught your friend. And they no, asked the, the cop problem. that was on the stand. Did you guys come and see him? And he's like, oh, oh yeah, we writing. was down there doing something else. And we just stopped by and stopped to say hi. I said, then you know, he had a lawyer. He said, did you, did you record that that thing? You record everything. He said, yeah. Oh,
3: wow. Game over. Like Where is it? it? With, sure? <laughs> <laughs> and they listened back to that.
1: Spliced up. That's how he beat the. Oh, guy? was it spliced we up? Spliced that oh, thing
3: up. Like it's 20 man. minutes long,
1: and there's two minutes of video. <laughs> <laughs> they took it down to, to Death Row Records. and were like, can you guys uh, fix this tape for us, please? <laughs> and the judge heard that man.
3: real to real. Remember that, you know. Wow. He gave me a
2: four whiff. Wow. The judge told him, get him out of here. I was out of I was out of the county jail like 20 minutes. That's like unheard of. Wow. You're like, thank
1: God I listened to Mom's because she told <laughs> you to <laughs>
3: turn yourself in,
2: right? Yeah. yeah.
3: So at that point, you started getting a little, you know, knowing that you're hot. Right? Clearly, they knew, you already knew you were hot, but it was getting hotter.
2: Well, that's when I moved out of town. Okay. I moved to Cincinnati then. Okay. I, I'd already been working in Cincinnati and uh, St. Louis. Um, I had been working in Texas, but I I cut my, my, my cousins off in Texas. They're so getting too rough, too I, wild. Oh, I, they was, you know, we had some differences. Texas Listen is a different animal, boy. i tell you, what. <laughs> you know, You know? I, I, I I'll be, you I'll be like this here, I hate... When I breathe on somebody you stay with family? You know, and, and then all of a sudden they come you to life outside. and then, yeah. Yeah. you know, they get a couple million dollars and they'd be like, Ugh. forgot yeah. who brought you to the <laughs> dance.
1: <laughs> Speaking of a couple of million dollars during this entire time period, did you diversify? You mentioned a tire shop. I love talking about money, but were you, did, were you thinking ahead? You seem like a very smart businessman. Were, going, were yeah. you already I thinking was, about the future? Were you planting some seeds? I was game. I, I was, ahead ahead the about game. I, was I was, um, same thing I did in
2: the, in the in the in the in the coke business. I started to do in real estate. Mm-hmm. I paid a guy to introduce me to a guy by the name of Bill Little. Most people never heard of him, but he used to own. He used to be one of the biggest landowners in 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 downtown LA. Maybe the biggest landowner in downtown LA in California. I think he was second behind like Bob Hope or somebody. Wow. So I paid a guy. I think I bought the guy house. It was like one hundred oh, and seventy-five thousand. Uh, and this was like 85, 86 wow to to take
1: me to his house oh. and introduce me to him so
2: i had already started buying real estate um
1: mentors you bought real estate sources like A- you did A- in the streets with the cocaine exactly. like you you recognized opportunity yeah. and you got yourself in you bought mentors
2: but when i meet these guys when i meet them 8 months later i'm in jail wow so i never really got to use the tool the tool to its fullest but I learned enough game that right now, today, once 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 oh, I get yeah. back reestablished, uh, I'm gonna be a monster in real estate. Oh yeah, sure, so, absolutely.
3: So, so so when when you when you actually you <clears> know <throat> went from California to Cincinnati, you know was it
2: that the feds were following you, or was it that the you local know, cops the, that ran me out? The local cops, the they, same they ones that visited you in jail. Well, right? they, they didn't follow me. What happened is, is after I got out of prison, they this I had drugs actually planted on me. Right. You know the what I'm kilos, saying? Yeah. Not kilos, not like right a, an eight ball, and, kilos. And shooting and at you. So that I shot at them. Yeah, it's a big so, deal. That was game on. So I yeah. was like, Do it make sense to stay here? Yeah, get you out. You know, with these guys just mad at you? Yeah. Why not go somewhere where the drugs, at that time in Cincinnati, a kilo was 64,000. And you already had clients there i already had yeah, clients, clients everywhere and yeah. i was getting kilos 12 you knew 11, how to get it there 11 you know 10. I mean. 10 yeah so if i took a kilo to, to cincinnati i make 50,000 profit wow even though they may not buy 100 kilos in one day like they was doing here so when i went to, when i went to cincinnati uh when i really had it cracking i was doing about 50 kilos a day I mean, a, week, a month, a month. My oh, bad. Oh, a yeah. month. I was, like, I, was about, yeah. I was doing about, I doing about fifty kilos a month. The legend grew. Yeah, <laughs> and I was making about twenty thousand a week kilo. Wow. I well, so, really. I was doing a smaller amount. Yeah, yeah, a I was doing a smaller amount of drugs, but I made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, when, when in California, I was only making the, about five thousand dollars. Right. Less exactly volume, more profit. That's what you had. Right? Yeah. In yeah, Cincinnati now making a great profit. And, you know, to me, for the kiddos, like I wasn't doing, like, ah, ain't really, it's, it's like really
1: selling rookie. <laughs> you ain't really selling <laughs> good no more. <laughs> I'm just playing. I should change my
2: name.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're
1: just playing. You know,
3: uh, with that, you know, so so now, you know, now I'm I'm thinking, you know, how, I want to know what it was, that you, how you got busted in Cincinnati. It's kind of just start one the moment when we come back. More with Ricky Ross. Steve.
1: Ooh. Follow Cannabis Talk
0: 101 on all
1: social media at Cannabis
4: Talk 101. Subscribe to our weekly newsletter on our website, CannabisTalk101.com.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When it comes to financial advice, you've got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. If you're looking to upgrade your wallet, you need to turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. If you're paying for vacations with whatever card is in your wallet, you could be missing out on miles you didn't even know you were leaving on the table. You can get a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? A hotel upgrade? Lounge access?
1: Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue and Joe Grande, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My man, Dr. Chalmers, Chalmers Wellness, is a full service rehab and recovery facility, not to mention he's my personal concierge doctor. Mm -hmm. They work with patients to identify, treat, and manage a wide variety of issues, including weight loss, I haven't tapped into that yet <laughs> or weight game <laughs> digestive uh, problems, chronic fatigue, pain, injuries, celiac disease, chiropractic problems, fibromyalgia, carpal tunnel syndrome, bunch of other stuff. I probably couldn't pronounce medical doctors regularly refer patients to Dr. Charmers. He always says he gets the people that other doctors can't fix. You guys, for more information, check out the website charmerswellness.com or please call them direct 214-446-5300. We're back here with my man, Ricky. Blue, you have one more question for him, And we're going to go in a different direction here. But man, I got so many questions for you. Yeah, uh, this yeah. is one of the coolest interviews
3: I've done. I'm going to tell you that right so now. So how, how did you get busted? You know what I mean? Like in Cincinnati? Like what was like? They
2: followed you from LA? No, nah,
4: no, nah,
3: it? It, was, it was a straight
2: flu. <laughs> They're not that smart, but it was a straight flu. I had um, my, my suppliers had, had went overseas, so they wasn't working. So I, I fly out to California and I grab nine kilos. And I have a guy, well, I, I had more than nine, but I had each guy getting on the bus with nine kilos at a time. This one guy got on the bus and somebody was smoking weed on the bus. So the cops discovered the nine kilos mm. and my guy who was carrying him, he jumped off the bus and got away, but he never contacted us and told us that the cops had confiscated the kilos. So the time that the bus was supposed to get there, I I was going to pick him up. So I go to the bus station and it just so happened my beeper falls off, so I don't go inside. But my other guy walks inside the bus station and he was asking where the bus from LA was coming coming in and where was it at and the feds grabbed him. Mm. So I walk in the door and I see the feds got him surrounded. I took off. You just walked away. or You burned out. I burned out. Yeah, the, the, the tennis skills came in. He's chasing a yeah, ball. Tennis. Yeah. So you know, I I do everything I can to keep my man. And he, this, it was it was really bizarre to me because this guy never should have went to prison. Yeah. He never saw the bag. He didn't know what the bag looked like. Only thing he knew was that the guy was coming in from L.A. So, they said that he inquired about the the bag and and was total bullshit. You know, another right. one of those. Cases. When he said
1: it was a fluke, that was a fluke. So they
2: were able to pin him to me right. because he was from my neighborhood. And I, I, you know how it's like how they do with gangs. Like if you grew up in this area, yeah, yeah. you with this gang.
3: association. Yeah. Yeah, this Guilty is your by gang. Assay- yeah. You know, and- oh, you live in the West Side. Oh, you're from the, you know, you, <laughs> exactly. oh, you live off of Cren- you're the Crenshaw team. You know, like they, they know and yeah, probably since they, they don't know. Cops, but it was they, like they a
1: claim to know Cincinnati cops. It was probably like a badge of honor to nail somebody from L.A. I would imagine or well,
2: where the sheriff's came down. After they found out no who, who he was, from LA, the ones who planted the drugs, they brought shit. them down. So, oh wow! Man. So then they tainted, they tainted the case in Cincinnati. Right? Okay, oh, so wow. Cincinnati would have really, they they could have get. I was doing 50 kilos a month. On yeah. My indictment said 50 kilos or more a month. That's oh, what it said um, on my or indictment. Or more. Yeah. yeah, 50 or more. So the they didn't know, end. but they knew I was doing at least 50. I just went with their number. <laughs> yeah, 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 that part. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, after I couldn't get him out of jail, you know, I spent a lot of money trying to keep him out of jail. He went to jail, and next thing I know, uh, they indicted me. I had a, a secret indictment. Okay. And um, they eventually caught me. Yeah. Now we're at
1: the
3: federal level. Yeah, that was feds. Yeah. Was feds. And the feds actually who took you down then?
2: Yeah, never the state. Yeah. I've never. Uh, um, my lawyer was always able to beat the state.
3: Yeah. And then how, on 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 the federal level, um, you know, did you see? a lot of that collapsing because of the cartels and everybody else that was involved. Did you, were you a part of that, that case when they all kind of got the Contras
2: got, you know, revealed? Uh, Yeah, I was, I was a center of that. Okay. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was my story that, that Gary Webb from the San Jose Mercury B. Yeah. Uh, he linked me and and my drug supplier who also was my informant. Right. He put us together. Gotcha. And um, that's when, you know, all hell broke loose. You know, my whole life changed. You know, I was in front of cameras every day. And uh, Maxine Waters Is that come- in jail. I was in jail. Yeah. They yeah, were yeah. just showing up with cameras at you every day. Every day. Every day. Every this day. was before 9 uh, 11. Uh, you know, after 9 11, they stopped letting the news media talk to inmates. Right. Wow. Like right now, it's hard for a, a news reporter to talk to an inmate. But at that time, they gave you total access to the media. Oh, wow. Uh, Maxine Waters came down to see me. Um, mm-hmm. The, the the OIG from CIA I mean wow everybody, everybody was everybody. coming down I mean it was it was all over the news uh it was crazy. I because
1: mean, they're also building a name off you. I mean, by aligning themselves with you, they're also kind of getting notoriety. Well, they was trying lawyers. to clear their, you know, the CIA was yeah. trying
2: to clear their name. They didn't want yeah. to be known as drug dealers. You know, yes, yeah. they were. They supposed yeah. to keep drugs out of the country, but now they were—they were right in the yep. middle of it. Yeah, they turned the blind eye. Oh, you go ahead. I, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, they—they <laughs> they, they were getting paid. They were getting paid. Yeah. What you know, uh, Bush, I mean, this went all the way up to the White House. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Bush is Reagan. Bush and Reagan was also implemented. And in, in, remember, Ali North took the, the, yep, yep, the, the yep. fifth and, and said the buck stops with him. You
1: know, oh, you ain't going no higher than me. Yeah, I think a lot down. of the younger generation has no idea about this gap of American drug history, whether it's the, the Iran-Contra affair. Ollie North, and then the the incarceration system that got developed after that, where it became a business. And that's a whole other conversation. I'm sure you can speak to that. Absolutely. For sure. I I, I
2: was there when Unicor, you know, they they give guys 25 cents an hour to do jobs
1: that out here, they get, you know, 30, 40 hours an hour to do. Wow. Dude, this is all like the negative shit and the bad part. I mean, we could talk about this for years, but I am so excited to hear about how you now have turned this chapter. And one of my mentors always told me when i had my you know you don't know my story but i you know my partner went to prison i helped put him in prison for robbing people in the ponzi scheme and to me that was like you're robbing little old ladies and when i hit rock bottom because i lost everything my mentor said listen man at least you're not in prison you don't have a jail record i've been in prison twice i'm a double phone and now i got all these cars and i got all this. what's your fucking excuse and i was like all right you know point <laughs> taken <laughs> <laughs> my boy Ryan's and you know like double felon. Guy's got a life, and now he's got a massive personal development story and massive, you know, uh, public speaking, et cetera, all the stuff that I read about you. I want to hear about that and what you're doing to now, you know, spread the story not from an entertainment uh, value, but you're empowering kids to hear the story, man, be like, man, if this guy can do it, I can without all that pain. Well, well I, I felt it was,
2: it was so important, you know, uh, for people to know that the same... Energies, techniques, strategies that we use in the streets can be used in any field that you go into, you know. And and one of my goals now is to demonstrate just how many different businesses that using these same strategies we can run, you know. And oh yeah, um, I spoke at so many juvenile detention centers around around the country, uh, helping youth. Last year I spoke at a downtown L.A. What's uh, what's the name of that? The Juvenile Hall. I did. I did their graduation. I was a keynote speaker no for, their, shit. For, their, oh, wow. for their graduation. Yeah. Had you
1: ever spent time there? Or was it was just something they no, invited just, you because of just, your story? It
2: was just something that they called me and asked me. They thought that, that it would be good for the kids to hear from they me. They can relate with you. Yeah. The kids can. Re-
3: yeah, Some you know. of them are drug, drug dealers. Some of them, you know, had criminal backgrounds. And one of their parents sold yeah. drugs. You yeah. know, and they want to relate to someone that not to somebody that they ain't never seen nothing like
2: that. Yeah. The guy coming there with a suit. He went to college. They don't want to hear <laughs> yeah, like, they don't like, know, about that. Yeah no nah, you ain't from us you, yeah, you don't yeah. know you don't know what it's like but yeah. somebody like me who couldn't read you yeah know, yeah, uh, yeah uh they they get it they, they they have they a instantly connected and with i can that. tell too you know like yeah. i i love I, I i don't know why they haven't hired me to go from prison to prison and jail to jail and, and and talk to these guys because a lot of these guys read the newspapers and they hear what i'm out here doing and, and they they would like to implement the same strategy.
1: Maybe, maybe I'm too cynical, but I think there's there's a reason for that because there's profit and keep people people you know keeping people incarcerated. And I think I think they don't want to spread positivity yeah. in that system. It's yeah. not they call it correction facilities. They're not fucking correcting anything. It's gladiator school these We're kids housing. are coming out out, out out stronger with more connections coming out, right? Absolutely. You I mean, cause, also cause they
2: put you in there, you know you in there with the cartel and, that's it. And,
1: we're coming out with the bigger Rolodex exactly, than you went in, right? Exactly. You also got uh something with was that uh, Esquire magazine that I was reading about? Yeah, yeah, Esquire. Congratulations congratulations
2: about that, man. 80th anniversary to be to be exact. Uh they did a feature story on me and said that uh my story was um the biggest story for the past 80 years. Man, I
1: congratulations,
4: man.
3: Congratulations, man. That's so,
2: huge. I did that, and then you know, we had the documentary that was on Netflix. How what was that called? Uh, Cracking the System, Freeway no. Cracking the System and in my book, you know.
1: Dude, and that was on there for a couple of years, right? Like Netflix kept that in rotation for a minute.
2: Yeah, I was on the front page for a year and a half. Every time yeah. you go on Netflix, you see my ugly face. Yeah, yeah. i said seen it, yeah. <laughs> so what was the
1: name of that one again? Freeway Cracking the System. And yeah. then uh, I think you mentioned something else. With my my two books.
3: Out? Oh, your two books. I got, I got two books.
1: Talk to me. I got the freeway, me. Freeway, freeway Ricky
2: Ross Untold Autobiography, which is done super, should be on everybody's bestsellers list. I don't know. I don't know why. LA Times finally finally did a story. It came around. Last year. Nice. Um, yeah, they, they said it read like a Scorsese movie. Uh, and then I got the 21 Keys to Success. And that's about my first six months out of prison. You know, the things that I had to go through. That's phenomenal. To, uh, um, to get to where I am now. Um, I just shot a, another documentary with VH1. It should be coming out soon. I don't know the date. Uh, we're in pre-production right now for the motion picture. Nice. matter of no fact, we're going shit. with the producers and the directors uh, tonight. They're doing Kevin Hart's uh, release for one of his new movies. Who,
1: who's playing you in the feature? Uh, is that, or you're not playing yourself, obviously. No, right? I don't want to be a movie star. <laughs> I'm, I'm
2: hoping. We, we haven't picked the, the the actor yet, but I'm hoping I can get Childish Gambino too. Uh, okay. Wow.
1: okay. Who's yeah. your backup if that doesn't work? Uh, Kevin Hart. Ha <laughs> <So laughs> like, uh, Denzel, you know. We talk, <laughs> Kevin, we talked about it before yeah. about him playing my. Kevin to make a shitty tennis player though. Uh, he, I don't know. He's short dude. Uh, a short guy. He's too short. He's uh, he's short. short <laughs> he make me look bad. You know what I'm, <laughs> that's I'm a little
3: taller than that. Yeah, I got him by a few feet. And <laughs> and it, so so that's in
1: pre-production I, right now. That's it's, in pre You're ready to go. Yeah. Like oh, it's happening. Oh, uh, we got uh, Michael. Cool,
2: Michael is the director. No we, shit. Michael directed a couple months back. Uh, what else I got going? Oh, the dispensary. Oh, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dispensary. Yeah, the dispensary. Um, LA's kingpin. Be on the lookout for that. We huh. hoping in the next three, maybe four weeks to have it open. Where's that going to be? Uh, Sun Valley. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah, by Burbank Airport. Yeah. Uh, did, you know,
3: did you get? Did you get a a license in your name? Was it the? It's uh, in
2: my name. I went on the social equity. Did you? Good yes. for you. Wow. I, I spoke to city council. You know, and, and, yeah. and Miss Brown.
3: You know, Miss Brown. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, Doctor Brown huh? Dr. Dr. Brown? Brown. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, I do know Dr. Yeah. Brown. Yeah. I know she's, Dr. A, yeah Brown. she's good people. I like
2: her. Yeah. Um, I spoke, uh, Iman. downtown LA for yeah. why they should allow convicted felons to get a license. And also, uh, up in Oakland to, uh, um, I can't think of her name, but she was the state representative. I spoke uh, to her about why, um, convicted felons should be allowed to get in this business. You know, I'm like, sure. if it wasn't for us, it wouldn't be legal right now. Oh yeah, know? that's it's. When is that
1: opening, or is it already open? We should,
2: we hoping to be open in like three to four weeks. Yeah, you know, cool. We passed yep. we we pass everything. That. We got our state license, city license. Uh, we just passed the fire department, uh, so we hoping here in the next few weeks to uh, to get that up and going.
1: If you had one message <coughs> to somebody listening right now who's on the edge, you know they're moving some weight and they're they're on they're on the illegal side, if you will. Is there a message that you looking at them, looking at yourself, that you would kind of deliver to them, heart to heart?
2: Well, you know, the same energies, the same efforts that we put into uh, the the illegal side, if we put that same energy and effort into the the the, the legal side, we will have some of the same results. You know, yeah. sometimes it's a little yeah. it's a little harder with the, with the with the legal side because they put you through. You know, these guys put you through the through the through the ringer, and yeah. that's why the black market. You know, cannabis is still thriving, and and, and so many other drugs. Uh, my
3: my dad always told me this: it takes the same amount of energy it is to do it wrong as it does to do it right.
2: Exactly. So you might as well and do I, it right.
3: And I believe that. You know, and I I didn't believe that when I was young. I was like, nah, but. You know, and, and and it's true. It's like it just focus on doing it the right way. And it's it's the same amount of energy. Yeah, you know, you know, I know. I mean? you, know you focus on the wrong things. You're going to
1: get it. Dude, the biggest thing that strikes me about this interview, man, is like I've, I've met a lot of people that have gone through shit, trials, tribulations to have drugs planted on you by police officers. Right. And I want to know why you don't have a chip on your shoulder. You see so many people using that as an excuse why they want to continue living wrong or they want to still fuck with the police. For you, you kind of like, you still smile through all of this, you've you've lived it, but for somebody that's gone through shit, you're like, it seems like you've kind of overcome something and you've seen a light. What is it about your story that makes you kind of so positive about it?
2: Well, you know, if if, if somebody does something to you, you may still be mad. But they did it and they gone on about their business. Now you still run around mad and they don't pay it no mind. They forgot. So I, I look at it as better to... Forgive. forgive yeah and move on Forget, and look toward the future i'm, I'm more of a future guy yeah. you know like people ask me uh what happened last week well, i don't know what happened last week but i can tell you what's gonna happen next, next week. week yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm real good at Dude, that. i, I love um, that
1: output man and it's not even about politics but i think that lately there's that victim mentality that it's almost like they're giving you these kids like you're a victim you're a victim but a lot of people that are coming up like we all did like we didn't have silver spoons in our mouths right yeah but to come out and to kind of say you know what fuck it it's in the past i got fucked over but i'm gonna look forward to the future and i have all these opportunities and possibilities you went myself. in front you know, of you know, a lot know.
2: of times you gotta say i fuck myself a personal yeah. responsibility you know, i put myself in a situation for that to happen to
1: me yeah man yeah, yeah. you know
2: because a lot of times we allow people you know, even like with the guy who set me up, I understand that he couldn't have set me Shh, up man,
1: if, I didn't, heart, yeah, if I didn't take the bait. You got a good heart, yeah. If I didn't
2: take the bait, he couldn't have set me up. Yeah, you know, I had I had the option. I had the option to say no, right, and walk away, but right. I didn't. Yeah, you, yeah You've yeah, banked just, a lifetime
1: right. of good karma, man, coming up, and I think, I think that what's happening to you right now with the movies and the the fun the stuff books, now, the the books, the movies, and the it's fun being on stage. You, you know, we're having so much fun right now. I tell, bro, i so good, man. I've you know, been I've been like
2: six cities in the past week and a half.
1: Well let's yeah. let's let's make it more. You know, I got a couple of events coming up that I'm producing personally. Blue's yeah. gonna be speaking at them. I personally, I'm telling you right now, I would love to be honored you to, speak to, at to, to you stuff. speak out to, to our people let's from a business it. standpoint, from a money standpoint, from just personal development. I think everybody right now, especially into this next 12 months. It's gonna be a struggle season. You know, people oh, yeah. are gonna be hurt financially. It's tough out here. And yeah. there's there's the easy way, the and there's ways to to kind of you know do things legitimately. Um, if people want to come find you, support you outside of the dispensary and the movies and the books, what's the best way to find you on socials?
2: Uh, they can get me at Freeway Ricky Ross on uh, uh, Facebook and Freeway Rick on Instagram and Freeway Rick on uh, Twitter. And if exactly. you're looking for booking,
1: yeah, absolutely. You got a great rep that, that kind of helped absolutely. us find you. Absolutely. And she's a great gal. You Angelica. guys reach out to her. Uh, her Instagram is A N G E E S M A L T Z. Or Easy. just DM me and I'll put you in touch because my eyes can't read that well. But uh, 714-251-1752. Say, Blue, Blue she did, she, she did say that, that I could give her number out. 714-251-1752. Is that right? Yeah, they <laughs> missed it because you weren't like... Hit yeah, right. Okay, evening. one more this time. Evening. 714-251-1752. Yeah. But man, I I can't... This is one of the best interviews I've done. I'm super excited. Blue, what you got to add, boy? You know, I just I just want to say, man, thank you for taking the
3: time to to share your story. You know, because... It, you know, it not it about us? It's about the people that we touch through our platform. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. we appreciate it. You know, this is what we do for a living. And you know it, too. It's just what you do. You know, and when you live that certain way, it, it's just nice to be able to get it out to so many people. Because, again, if just one person hears this story and goes, man, I'm living that yep. way right now. You made a difference. And, and I, could, I could change or I could find it, you know, do it the right way instead of the wrong way. They find that one message or or they they are in a position where they don't have to take the bait right now because they're like you know what I I, I might I heard that I am giving it a yep. little time
1: and, and the t- vulnerability time, man yeah. the authenticity is there it just it just pours right through you man it's something that there's a reason you're being successful on stage and in the books and, okay. and anything else that we
3: forgot man that you want to just
2: remind it's of so.
1: been I just had a good time with you guys today you oh you're know, coming yeah, back man it. I oh, you're yeah. coming back I can't oh, wait, yeah. wait to get you on my you show come here again show? anything
2: else we can do <laughs> I'm so busy. It's unbelievable how busy I am. Well, you're going to be a regular here,
1: I can tell. Yeah, right. I'm man. with you. Yeah. inspired I like, I like a lot of people today. I like the It's he, like I
3: made it here. Was You know, it's funny. Once you come here, once you're like an okay, you family, you know, you'll now you'll come I'm back. we right. back. back. You family. We have some we have some nice events and fun times. Well, this freeway, Ricky rock come on. Thank you for being on Cannabis Talk 101. It's always a pleasure, man. Oh,
2: thank you so much. 100.
3: Well, there it is, guys. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this: if no one else loves you,
2: we, we do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the show now.
0: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.
1: Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP.